Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome back to the Axon Bulletin. It is Tuesday afternoon. It's another Tuesday after another Celtic victory. Um, Patrick's 36 games unbeaten in the league under Ange Postecoglou. It's less than 10 days now to go until the Champions League draw. We've just found out the, the, the ticket price for anybody that's maybe not caught that news there. That's just come out. The, the package is £129 for season ticket holders, which I think works out at 43 quid a game um, so if you're a season ticket holder check that out and it's all go in the transfer market that is a particular tape headline we see the name there Siad Haksabanovic in Chris Julian out the Ange revolution continues we'll get right into it with our ticker tape first please if you're on the comments get into them 
please fire in your questions, anything else you want to maybe say, and we'll get them up. We'll be talking about transfers. I'm sure we'll touch on the game at the weekend against Hearts, and we'll look forward to the game at Tannadice next week. I'm sure we can also spend a bit of time on St Mirren with a 30 quid voluntary ticket scheme, and you might even want to touch on Robbie Nielsen's disappointment at Kevin Clancy's refereeing performance. If there's anything else we can get into, please do let us know in the comments. Patrick, Say Taksibanovic, let's go to him first. Um, update earlier on from Football Scotland, Mark Hendry, who tweeted just before 12 o'clock saying that he was in Glasgow. Um, Celtic hoped to tie the deal up this week and he has been in London, uh, I think, the past week, round about the weekend, but things have moved very, very quickly. We heard what Ange said on Sunday. We know he doesn't usually talk about players. This one looks all but done, but we're always a wee bit worried to say anything too much before we see them in green and white hoops as we've learned that lesson with David Turnbull before Yes, absolutely and thankfully we got him over the line eventually um, but you know it's it's always a good sign when the manager's willing to address a player um, when he's asked about him in the press it obviously means there's something to it the manager's obviously quite confident it will happen obviously it's not done till it's done um, as we've seen with David Turnbull but um, you know I'm just looking at what you've retweeted here you know, I think he was in London. I think he came on either Sunday or Monday. He's in Glasgow now, and Celtic are turning their, their attention to get a Yeti out the door, which is just, it's all good news really, isn't it? Um, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about the player. Not even seen the YouTube highlights, but, you know, we seem to have got it wrapped up quite quickly. Um, the team that he's at, he seemed to be gutted to be losing him. And, you know, if Ange trusts him as a person and as a player, then... You know, hopefully he's at least a promising signing, if not a first-team starter. Yeah, it was interesting. At the weekend, uh, I caught up with Daniel Christofferson, who broke the, the story. He's a Swedish journalist based in Stockholm, and he, he gave me the kind of lowdown in uh, Haksabanovic. And he, you know, he spoke about this player that had came through the ranks in Sweden. Sweden were really disappointed that he, he chose to, to play for Montenegro over Sweden. He was born... Um, a Swedish player um, he played right through I think up until under 21s for the national team then opted for, for Montenegro so that actually has changed the, the Swedish FA's approach to the way that they bring players through and the, the chances that they basically get he's one of the guys that, that stopped that he's had I think three different teams uh, over in, in Sweden before he merited that move out to Kazan he obviously got his big move to the Premier League but he was too young at the time I think he was only 19 or so when he moved to West Ham, didn't really make a breakthrough there. I think he only made one competitive start um, for, for the Hammers. So, yeah, he, he sees this as a, a deal that, that fits. He said he's a player that is hungry. He has a desire to get better. He wants to improve. He wants to play European football. And also, Patrick asked him about Jordan Larson, who was a name that we'd spoken about on the podcast. Um, and he actually said that he believes he's got more qualities than Jordan Larson as a player, which I found really, really interesting and he still thinks that he can develop, so it all seems very good. And, you know, I, I want to kind of go back to Chris Sutton's article um, from the record on Saturday, which I thought was really interesting. I like to read big Chris's stuff. And he'd said that Celtic are no longer in the position where Brendan Rodgers was at in January 2019, where he says, you know, we've got a million wingers and we signed Marion Schwed. This signing also seems to me as if it's a, got a bit of succession planning in it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. You know, we've... We've probably got three wingers now that we're rotating constantly. Three wingers that are good enough to get in the team. Um, and that obviously being Jota, Maeda and Abada. 
and then you know and a and a sort of second level underneath that you've got guys like Forrest who can come in and then you've got Mikey Johnson and stuff as well. So I mean we've got plenty of wingers, it's just about their quality. Um and obviously succession planning. You know, Jota's probably someone we're looking to get a fee for. Um does he's not too old but he's not too young either. You know, he's not one of these promising youngsters. Um a bad a bit of a promising youngster, but then there's always Murmurs of us uh, potentially selling them. I think Newcastle was the club a few months ago. So, uh, if we can bring this player in and he can sort of break into the team this season, you know, you know, you sort of dread it. But the day that Ange leaves, this is a guy who might still be here, who might be hitting top form just as Ange is walking out the door. Um, so, yeah, you, you need to buy these guys. You need to buy these assets. There, you know, next summer you can sell a player, bring two in. The following summer you can sell a player, bring two in, keep the model going. Um, and you know, if uh, the you know the Swedish journalist you spoke to thinks he could be that, then that's perfect for Celtic. Yeah, Daniel Christofferson was very um, complimentary of him, and he said basically when the interest came, he dropped everything and he wanted to move right away. So he's definitely keen on it, and um, hopefully we can get that one over the line. Just getting into some of these comments here, Michael McDonald's came in to say a happy birthday to Sean Ryder, who is sixty today. He didn't think he would make it. And he's saying after into both of us, just to remind you, Michael, if you haven't already, a state of mind do have an audience with the Happy Mondays man um on the eighteenth of November at the Barras Art and Design uh, place down the Barras down in Glasgow. So I think tickets are still on sale for that. So if you haven't already checked it out, please do. Um what's the reported fee is the question here from everything I've read and from what I know, Patrick. I think we're going to get him in a bit of a cheap deal. I don't know if you read what Ruben Kazan's uh, chief uh, executive said last week, but I think the club are really struggling at this point in time due to all the sanctions placed upon them. Um, they need the money and, and Celtic aren't going to be paying anywhere near, I think, the €6 million Euros that Ruben Kazan had paid uh, for the player. And he was out at Your Gardens on loan there. Um, there was potential for him to go back to, to, to Your Gardens. But, you know, uh, from everything that Daniel Christopherson spoke to me about, that the player wanted to play Champions League football and he believed that he was too good now for the Swedish League so it's an interesting one to see um, Brown Warrior usual Tuesday contributors came in here to see he seems very right footed for a left sided player apparently he can play across the front line so plenty back up and attack if true Patrick that is going to be something that's going to be a real benefit we know he can play in both sides of the wing and as an attacking midfielder and just as I say that Lawrence Conley joins us there Lawrence, good afternoon. We're talking Siatak Sabanovic. Looks as if he's going to happen. Just talking there about his flexibility. He can play in both wings and an attacking midfielder. He seems very much in the hands post to Coglu mould. Yeah, listen, a bit of competition for Matt O'Reilly in that attacking role, isn't it? Attacking midfield. It's good to have options. It makes us flexible on the pitch. You know? And we're getting a, a decent price. Another player, I mean, Jens has looked good since he came in. You know, he didn't have a great season last season, but, you know, perhaps it's another player's career that Ange can improve, hopefully. Yeah, and he's still young to, to improve him. 23 years of age, there's still plenty in the tank there. And also it could be one of these ones that it looks at Celtic as a possible stepping stone. Obviously, he's had that move to the Premier League. It's not worked out. He might want a bit of redemption, but we see the same story with Yusuke Adeguchi. But he'll come here and, you know, like all the other positions across the park, Patrick, we've got a healthy competition in it and it'll only further push guys like Dizameda, Jota and Abada and possibly even yeah. Matt O'Reilly as Lawrence touched on there. Yeah, I mean, 
I think Anne said, you know, during the summer and early this season, you need to constantly keep moving. And that's why we brought, um, well, it's why we're bringing everyone to the club, really. Um, you know, to constantly keep players, you know, on their toes, adapting. You know, the coaching staff is changing all the time, the squad's changing all the time. There's no, there's never really any nailed down positions. You know, we've seen a lot of the top players, Kyogo, Jota, you know, McGregor, Carter, Vickers. You've seen these guys keep their place in the team. But there's other guys who come in and out and it's, it just goes to show that the no no one no one's position is ever safe. You know, you need to keep on adapting and improving and sticking with Angie's system if you want to keep your place in, in the Celtic team these days. And uh, you know, Haskabanovic, he wants to come here to play Champions League football. You know, if you're being realistic, unless we get a really favourable draw, we're probably only be only going to be playing six games in the Champions League. And he's just coming in, you know, I think two weeks before the first match day, so He'll need to really hit the ground running if he wants to play, you know, two or three games. Um, because, you know, uh, Jota and Maeda, they've sort of made that position their own. I mean, they'll need to stay on their toes as well, but it looks hard to dislodge them. You know, you know, Abada looks a very promising player and he's been kept out of the team. So competition for places is really, really high at the moment. And it's a great thing for Celtic, but it obviously uh, poses a challenge for Haskabanovic. Yeah, it does, and due to the fact he's not played a lot of football yet, I don't know what his pre-season's been like. Um, I know he did return to... I think he's been in Sweden much like Jordan Larson was before he got that move to, to Schalke, so he's probably been training the sale, but it will take a bit of time to get up to speed too, so, you know, probably not going to be anywhere near fit to, to, to play match day one in the Champions League, but, but we'll just wait and see in that one. Um, but, but Lawrence, you know, with the Champions League... We've got the League Cup next uh, Wednesday, uh, our, our first game in that against Rose County. Celtic's going to be competing in four competitions and it is imperative that we have a big squad to do that. And again, I think this guy just adds, adds a real good bit of versatility to your, your team that you've maybe not got too much around the park. We know that maybe a guy like Abada can play on the right-hand side and go through the middle. But with, with Haxibanovic, you get a completely different um, prospect here. Yeah, definitely need the flexibility be interested to see what he brings, how close he is to starting, you know, when he gets his minutes. Uh, what does it do for Jamesy Forrest? You, you, you know, uh, he's probably further on the fringe with, with this signing, but yeah, it's, it's welcome to get an attacking player. I thought we lacked a wee bit of a spark at the weekend. Yeah. Albeit we didn't get it first gear, you know, kind of, that, that was really comfortable against Hearts, but we could have done just maybe a bit of freshen up and we'll talk about it post-match maybe O'Reilly does need a bit of competition for his attacking midfield position Yeah but people think you know Tom Rodgick who I think has been linked most recently with a move to, to Everton I wouldn't wish that in the poor soul um, you know since the pattern maybe people say we've not replaced a player in that even though O'Reilly looks like he's ready made replacement but obviously towards the end of that season with a bit of in that position that you do have that um, but it will be interesting you know I, I think James Forrest Patrick I know he's not been flavour of the month with yourself for a, a while now Lawrence talks about him being in the fringes there it probably does make him even more on the fringes with a guy like Sietak Sabanovic coming in I think you'll still get game time under Ange Postacoglu this season but probably at the stage of career that he's at he's not you know like Mikey Johnson where he's did in game time he's probably quite happy He's on that extended deal to, to just be a squad player and be part of the Celtic squad rather than be looking to probably get minutes in the park. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I think he'll know himself. His position, I'm sure Andrew would have made it clear to him, you know. Under Angie's never really been a starter. Um, I don't think he started three or four games in a row. You know, he came off the bench twice and scored twice, you know, in that League Cup semi-final against St. Johnson. And then, oh no, that's wrong. Uh, he started Livingston away, didn't he? Aye, he's got the winner, aye. But uh, yeah, and uh, Livingston in March. And he got his aye. Aye, because I thought he came on and scored, but he started. Um, I am sure he knows himself. You know, he's 31. Um, you know, com- in comparison to 31, we've got three young wingers. Um, and then you've obviously got Mikey Johnson coming through. Um, so he knows that he'll be getting game time. He came on against Kilmarnock, of course. And, uh, you know, he's he's played a lot of games for Celtic. He scored a lot of goals. And, um, yeah, he, he's got what he's wanted. He's got a three-year deal, uh, three years left in his deal. Probably on less money, but I'm sure you know it will still be a, a handsome wage. And um, yeah, I mean James Forrest will definitely get games. It's just I, the days of him starting regularly under Rogers and Lennon. I, I think those days are gone. Yeah, but listen, it's uh, it's fun to keep an eye on. You don't know what can happen with injuries and whatnot. He's still there. He's still a part of the squad. But Lawrence, would you also? I agree with that, but with James Forrest, that he probably knows that he's placed within the squad and he's just happy to contribute. Probably much like James McCarthy at this point in time. Yeah, could be. I mean, James Forrest, modern day legend, you know, scoring debut against Motherwell off the bench. You know, he's done just about everything at Celtic. Yeah, one man club. Uh, he's no desire to leave. I think he's happy just to be there. Yeah, and contribute when he can. You know, he's reliable, he's got the experience, we'll probably need that throughout the season. But when you play a lot of games, he'll build feature at times for Celtic, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. I can't see him really making a start at 11, but you don't know, he, he's, he's proven a lot of people wrong in his career, James Forrest, you know. There's been a lot of uh, times that Including Forrest's Patrick, career has been over. Including Patrick never fainted when you've seen that, by the way. Yes, <laughs> it is. He always seems to... Yeah, to turn it on, James, and you know, in big games, so it's he's done it before, put people wrong, but yeah, I don't see him being a starting 11 and not in every match day squad. But he's been a great servant to the club, happy to have him around. Must be great experience for the boys coming in as well, telling them what Celtic's all about. You know, you need that in the dressing room, don't you? You, you, you do need people that know the club and know the standards that are demanded at Celtic. Yeah, absolutely. It's important to have those guys in our dressing room, guys like Forrest, Callum McGregor, and guys who I'm sure Anthony Nelson will become, or is becoming one of those uh, men very quickly. Patrick, one man who does regularly start for Celtic, that Anthony in our comments doesn't believe should be starting for Celtic, is Dyson Maeda. Uh, I want to come to you in this comment here. He believes that he shouldn't be starting for Celtic, but going on his first four games, it's three assists for Dyson Maeda. I think he's integral to Postacoglu's system and he's certainly a stick-on for me to start. What's your thoughts on this? Um, I wouldn't say he's a stick-on. He's definitely within those three players that I mentioned earlier, though. You know, it's between him, Jota and Abada. Um, you know, you've seen Maeda start on the left uh, and then Jota's kind of out of position on the right. You know, Jota definitely prefers to play on the left. And then at the weekend, there you've seen Jota on the left again and Maeda on the right. And Maeda gets his assist anyway. You know, he helped open the scoring at Rugby Park, cutting it to Kyogo, done the exact same yes. thing again. Two assists at Rugby Park, yep. Aye, aye, but I'm talking about the opening goal, and then yep. he's done the same, same again against Same Hearts. kind of idea from different sides, by the way, too, but shows that versatility that he's got over a badder at this point. Yeah, too. 
Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, he's, he's definitely the fastest player in the squad. I mean, it's ridiculous how fast he is. And the athleticism that he has, you know, I think Ange spoke to, I think it was uh, Mark Schwarzer, the old uh, Australian goalkeeper, played for Chelsea. Um, I probably butchered that last name. But uh, he said even he's surprised at how fast he is and how 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 many times he can go and accelerate again. And he just keeps on going and keeps on running. You know, he's never seen a player like it. So even Ange is surprised by how good he is in that department. And, you know, he's not he's not the most he's not got the most natural of touches, you know, he's not um he's not a, a you know a typical number nine. You know, we've seen him played up top, you know, sort of February, March period and he's not your typical striker, but he offers you something totally different. And I don't think there's a player in Scotland like Maeda. Um, there's certainly no one in Scotland as fast as him. Um and you know, we have him and Kyle go leading the line. I don't. I can't see sitting back in the Champions League. I think we're going to play our game and press from the front, and him and Kyle are going to, are going to be absolutely integral to trying to close teams down, especially teams that are of a similar level to us. You know, those pot three teams that we're going to try and be beaten to that third place spot. Um, so no, I think Maeda, mm. top player, and definitely worthy of us of us starting place. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Lawrence, what's your take on this? Maida last season, 22 appearances, 8 goals, 5 assists. Currently, um, this season, he's averaging an assist every 74 minutes. He plays for Celtic and he seems a flavour with our commenters at this point in time. Um, Michael Ross coming in the comments to say he believes that Maida will prove his worth counter-attacking away in the Champions League. Dermots came in here to say that Maida runs them ragged, sets up goals... Um, Ross also come in and say he really likes Abada, but he doesn't offer the same to the team as Maeda. Uh, JR in the comments is saying Europe won't have seen anything like Maeda. He'll get one player sent off minimum and Egyptian King, another usual Tuesday contributor, saying Maeda offers more to that Celtic team uh, that no one knows. I don't know why he gets so much stick. Lawrence, I don't know why he gets so much stick. What's your thoughts on this? Listen, I've said Ange has got favourites. Maeda's definitely one of them. Yeah, but you know, it's a squad game, especially the front six. There's no doubt he contributes. You know, epitomises we don't stop. You know, he, he's like a Jurassic bunny, isn't he? Just time after time goes him down. I mean, that not when he turned the ball off Hardy the weekend. He's just he had no right to get there. But obviously, Hardy wasn't aware enough before. You know, made us taking the ball off him and put up a park. It's yeah. Listen, players are going to get stuck. Football's all about opinions, isn't it? Some people will prefer a badder. You know, a badder's numbers have got to be frightening. <laughs> you know, another young player, but no, definitely lends to lends to the team and to the squad, my either. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see him in the Champions League. See how effective he is at closing down there. See if he catches anyone off guard or yeah, you know, yep. with a start every week. You know, I, I think he'll. It's going to be horses for courses, but I'd expect to see him get minutes every week. Yeah, I'd expect to see him get minutes every week. I think he's an integral part of Ange Postacoglu's team. And Colin Watts came in here to say that he believes that Maeda still get out of second game, still get plenty more speed and running him. Patrick, come to you and Diza Maeda. Um, after talking to Jota um, after the Aberdeen game, I'd asked about that interchangeability he's got with Diza Maeda. Which I think is something that's become really key to Ange Postecoglou. It's something we maybe scoffed at a wee bit under Neil Lennon, you know, when you're facing a wee bit of hard time switch the wingers. But it's something hmm. Ange does in games regularly 
and it certainly works for us. And I think you know those two players going at any uh, fullback, it, it puts a lot of fear into to them if you're playing against either or of them. Yeah, um, you know Jota's got his sort of tricks and his skills, and you know obviously a bit of pace as well. Then Maeda, you know those five to ten yard sprints, he's, he's beating anyone in Scotland, I think. Um, and you know the, the fast interplay, and all the, the the passing exchanges and the triangles, and um, you know the, the way that we play football, you stand a good chance of beating players anyway. If you throw in, you know the fastest player in Scotland into that, um, you stand a really good chance of you know beating your man and getting a few seconds to get a really good cross in. Uh, and, you know, that is the way we play. And then you've got clinical guys like Kyle going the box, and then you've got guys like O'Reilly running in. So, you know, it really does bode well. And, um, you know, Jota and Maida are, are two guys that we've, we've only really just signed. I mean, technically, we've both just signed them in the summer. So you'd expect to have them in the team for at least another year or two before we... You know, Jota's the one you're probably going to try and make money on. Maeda, um, I'm not too sure. You know, he he could just follow Ange for the rest of his career. But um, I, I think it's two fantastic players to have. And then when you throw in Haksavanovic coming in, a bad on the bench, and then guys like we're talking about Forrest and maybe even Mikey Johnson, you know, you've got three guys for every position. And you've got three guys who, in Scotland, are good enough to, to, to beat, uh, you know, 10 teams out of 11. So you're in a very comfortable position. Yeah, moving on from that, Mikey Johnson is one of the names that does look as if he's going to go on loan. Um, I was listening to, to Peter Grant last week in Go Radio, who says you know he believes that the player still has a lot of potential there, but he does these game times at the point he's at to try and prove his worth. And he's around a game, you know, Ange Postecoglou was very complimentary um, of Mikey Johnson. I think last week in one of his post match saying he's got a lot of potential. He's a good quality player, but he does need a run of game times. So again, that was another. Uh, update Lawrence from, from Mark Hendry from Football Scotland saying that Mikey Johnson is still considering his loan options um, as we are to go believe there are a good few clubs hoping to bring him in I think that would really benefit Mikey Johnson what about you? I think you're still on mute right there I'll take you off mute sorry about that so start again burst, he burst onto the scene didn't he you know first two seasons 24 appearances each season was it six goals somewhere thereabouts and since then, it's really been hampered by injury. He's going to need to play. Number one, we need to know if he's going to be, be able to avoid injury and, and get kind of, you know, to that, even if it's 25 games a season, Mark, if he's going to be able to deliver that and deliver on his promise because, you know, he's an exciting player. But with the amount of people in front of him, he's not going to get that one of games here. Uh, maybe another player that maybe should be thinking about Loan and over for a few bits is the Stephen Welsh. What we're going to do with him because he seems to be falling further down the pecking order. He's at the age that he needs game time to develop. I think you know he's got he could be one for the future, but I don't think this season we're going to give him enough games. So he's maybe another one I look to get him loan and get another centre half in, but you know on a loan option. I know but Chris is away, or it looks to be away, but. I think he's he's been miles out of the picture for a while now. But yeah, I think Mikey needs to go out and loan and just, you know, away from the, the glory lights at Celtic and try and get a decent season under his belt. Yeah, he certainly needs that. Um, we'll come to Chris Julian because I think that's one of the most uh, major ones that we need to talk about in terms of the, the wages that he's probably been on. Lawrence, you've touched on him being out the picture for a long time at Celtic now. 
Um, but Patrick, I know you were a, a big Mikey Johnson fan for a long time, up until you know probably his latest uh, injury issues. I definitely think at this point in time he does need game time. And although I would be you know in favour of what Lawrence is saying with Stephen Wilson needing game time, I think for the UEFA Champions League squad, he's going to need to be one of these ones that we need to have in there. Um, and I don't think Celtic will be making a, a centre half a priority. So I do think that Stephen Welsh will, will get some game time throughout the season. We definitely need cover in there. Um, I know Lawrence is saying it's not a case of shipping Welsh out and not bringing in cover. He would like to see you know as gate cover in that position. But I think for for certainly Mikey Johnson, who's a wee bit older than Stephen Welsh, at this point in time we need to see him go out and have a full season. And then it gives Ange Postecoglou that option that he might be able to bring him back. Um, we've seen guys like Ryan Christie, Christopher Iyer, as a list of Celtic players who have went out, whether it's in Scotland or elsewhere, did well, came back and made their, their place in the Celtic starting eleven. Johnson's never really had that run of games, and potentially, as time goes on, um, getting Mikey Johnson out in a loan deal might, you know, improve his chances of getting into that Celtic first team possibly next year. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know. I think there's a lot of problems with Mikey Johnson. He, you know, he's, he's not quite as physical as maybe you'd want him to be. Um, I think his decision making is quite poor. I think he, he's quite naturally gifted. I think he's get. Uh, I think he's a. He can be a brilliant footballer at times. It's just decision making isn't quite there. You know, I think he's probably overthinking things. I mind he was one on one with the keeper against um, Real Betis, and he squares it instead of having a shot because you know he's just trying to do the right thing all the time, and he just needs to. I don't know, be himself, I suppose. Um, he, he got a little bit of a run this season. You know, he played a few games in December, played a few games in February, and then I think it was that Scottish Cup game against Wraith. Um, you know, he, I think he'd done himself an injury and that was him for the season. Um, but I think, you know, I think we're all in agreement. You know, the guy needs game time. He needs to play a full season. Um, he got a few games towards the end of Brendan Rodgers's, you know, sort of stint as manager. Uh, when Lennon first came in, he was playing for him a wee bit, and then Elanusi comes in. And he doesn't really get another game, um, so I think Alon could definitely do the world a good um, because it's hard to see where he gets a regular game for Celtic without becoming, you know, the reincarnation of Lionel Messi. And uh, I think he needs to build up anyway. And in a totally new environment, I think you know you never know how players can react to that. I think it'd be good for him. No, not at all. And I think, you know, Mikey Johnson's probably one of these guys that's a bit of a confidence player too and, and needs that run of games. Uh, Lawrence Brown Warriors came in here in the comments to say that he thinks that Ange believes he has the ability. Certainly his comments um, would suggest so, but probably needs a run of games to prove himself. He believes that Hibs would be a good fit for him and uh, loan. Would you rather see a player like Mikey Johnson stay within Scotland um, and go to a team like Hibs? Or would you maybe rather see, I know that the Belgian league gets suggested as a possible destination for him, would you maybe think it's a better idea to get him out in a European league? I think it's the type of team. I think he needs to play in an attacking team that's going to get plenty of the ball. You know, it'd be good if he stayed in Scotland and uh, you know he can hurt our rivals as well, because he's definitely got a goal on him, he's a dangerous player. But yeah, it's about, get number one, get minutes in the type of team. It's got to be an attacking team that's got plenty of the ball. Because that's what we want, want to see for Mikey. That's the, if he's going to do it and he does it there, he'd be coming back to a similar situation here. So whether it's Scotland or Belgium wouldn't really bother me. It's, you know, if it's Scotland, you'd want somebody that's going to be going for top six that's got an attacking brand of football. 
if it's Belgium, again, you, you, you want I'm going to a manager that believes in attacking style of football, playing in a team that's that plays that attacking style and it's challenging, but it's got a bit of pressure on them. Yeah. There's no point in going to, I think, staying in, a, in Scotland, going to, a, I don't know, a Kamarnock or a St Mamma or a Ross County. I, I don't think that... Don't send him to Kelly. He's not that bad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, was it you and Henderson we put you to Ross County? That was a weird move, wasn't it? You know? Yeah, it was a strange oh. one. Yeah. Yeah, so there'd be no point kind of doing something like that again. Yeah, so whether it's here or abroad, I think Mike has got to think where he's going to be happy and, and how it's going to benefit his football. Because moving abroad's a big step for anyone, isn't it? You know, I don't know, maybe he's a homebuck. If he could get hips, yeah, I think that'd be a brilliant trip for him. You know, he might learn some tricks off McGeady, who knows? Yeah, Ed McGeady, who's a lot more composite than his uh, fellow Skyports pundits at the weekend. Patty, obviously Martin Boyle's going back there. From what I watched since Sunday, Saturday, sorry, Hibs, you know, apart from Martin Boyle, I think the majority of the team didn't actually know as if they looked like what they were doing um, until the opposition went down to nine men. But that, that would be an interesting one. Hibs seem to have a, a flurry of wingers. And at this point in time, I've yet to see too much from Hibs that would suggest they maybe have a good season. So I don't know if it would be another you know, style of football or you know, playing in somewhere like Belgium or wherever. Would maybe suit Mikey Johnson to, to, to go to. Um, it'd be quite an interesting one to see, but he's certainly one who I think. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. We need to see a game show, and I think Ange Postacoglu is still holding some hope that he can go out there, prove himself and then bring him back. And again, it kind of goes back to that secession planning that I was talking about earlier. We say Taxibanovich, you know, Celtic players will eventually be moved on um, at one point. We hope that isn't quickly at all, but it's a reality that it will happen. And players like this, if you can go out and prove he's selling breakthrough properly, um, we are saying breakthrough because he's not really had that big run of games and a Celtic team that he's needed, then, you know, we'll just wait and see what happens with him, won't we? Right there, you're still on mute. You'll need to unmute yourself. Yeah, there you go. Me and Lawrence both done it. Um, aye, it's. I think he's older now than what uh, 
Tierney was when he left for Arsenal. So, you know, every player's timeline is different. You know, McGregor never made an appearance until he was 21. So every player's timeline is different. But he's sort of been in and around the squad for about five years now. You know, he made his debut and I think it was May 2017. So that was five years ago. Um, I, I think he's naturally gifted. Obviously, Ange thinks there's something there. It's just a matter of, a, you know, staying injury free and, and having the right attitude and applying yourself. And, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I, I could be making this up, but I don't think Mikey's too keen alone. I think he'd rather stay at Celtic. But, you know, he's not going to get the game time here and he needs to just apply himself el- elsewhere and then hopefully can can challenge for a place next season. Um, because, you know, I think we... Was it Standard Liège he was linked with? And, you know, Ronnie's a the manager there now. Yeah. Well, Standard Liège in if, Belgium anyway. I don't know if that was just a, you know, let's put two and two together because, aye, you know, former aye. Celtic manager, current Celtic player looking for a loan deal. But, yeah, listen, Standard Liège would probably be quite a good fit for him, to be honest. Aye. We know Ronnie Dyle is quite record of developing players. Well, just look at what he done with McGregor and Tierney. You know, he's he's obviously got a decent, decent record there, so... And it's obviously someone that Celtic trust as well. You know, they might not trust him with a manager's job and getting results for the, the club, but, you know, developing a young player, um, you know, I think could, I think Ronnie could do a good job there. So, aye, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next, what is it, nine days of the window? Yeah, it's something like that. I know it's been extended now to the 1st of September. I think it was meant to be the 31st of July, obviously Celtic are going to play um, up in Dingwall next Wednesday, you wouldn't want Big Ange having to get his phone out um, to try and do any last minute business uh, or telling Albina Yeti to, to, to bolt down the road to try and get a, a flight, I don't know I think Inverness Airport's probably the, the closest place to uh, Victoria Park so we don't want any of that, but we've got that wee extra bit of time, so hopefully the guys that we want out the door are, you know, are wee by that time and they've got their, their future sorted out, Um We'll come to the man in our ticker tape that um, Lequipe has reported that, that Chris Julian looks set, Lawrence, to, to make that move to Montpellier. Um, it looks as if it might be a permanent deal at this point in time. Um, we know that the, the Schalke deal, it looked as though that Celtic may have sent him in a loan and would have that trigger option to, to get a year off him. But it's possible he might be heading to Montpellier in a free. But I, again, I think that's important that Celtic get him as a big earner off the wage bill? It was in a free, you know, I've got maybe a year left in his contract, it's about a million pound in it. You know, I think it's only about 19 grand a year. I thought we should have been trying to get him out and loaning, you know, last December, January, but we didn't. And, you know, we've not managed the asset particularly well, I don't think. Seven million signing. Yeah, nothing back from all, all we're going to do is free up that year's liability on his, his wages a great player but he came in for it you know for a set goal scoring centre half goal every six games unfortunately you know that, that injury you know we we're, were winning that game as well against Dundee United and you know you just want to, to keep the clean sheet injures himself and yeah the end of his Celtic career isn't it uh, but you look at the centre half we've got now you know best defence in the league last season yes looks more comfortable left-hand side centre-half than, than any of the others that have seen play there. So I don't think it'll be missed. You know, the Julian of today, you know, if it was the Julian of two and a half years ago, he'd definitely lend something to the team, but he's played so well. Well, football, hasn't he? Uh, if I was a Montpellier fan, you know, a free transfer, it's probably a risk worth taking, isn't it? You know, and, and, and Julian, you know, he's 
back home to France, he'll be happy to get game time again. That's what he'll be looking for, isn't it? He's staging his career. He knows he needs to get to get fit, get game time, and, and prolong his career. Yeah, absolutely, Patrick. We've only seen him feature once under Ange, um, a fifteen-minute cameo, I think, against Rafe Rovers. Um, supposedly, from everything we've read in French press, he's been fit since since January, but he's obviously been completely out of the picture. He did feature very briefly for Celtic um, in the pre-season this year. I think that was probably down to Carl Starfield not being there, Moritz Shades not being in the door. Um, it looks as if it was all over for him a long time ago. And Montpellier have been very, very far from these tests. From, from French reports this morning, he was doing 24 hours worth of tests. So that they're certainly um, you know, paying their due diligence with him. But you know, I think, as Lawrence says, this is probably a good fit for him. He goes back to a league where... He made his impact um, with Dion, Auxerre and um, um, Toulouse where they left it to come to Celtic. And it's a league he knows well and he'll hope to go back there at 29 and get game time and, you know, maybe try and get his career back in track a bit. Yeah, that's the hope. Um, you know, as Lawrence said, the, the Julian of two and a half years ago, you'd be gutted to let him go. You'd probably want about 10 million from him. But the Julian of today, you know, he's been out the team for a year and a half. You just don't know if these guys are the same player. Uh, he's probably not suited to Angie's system either. Um, and I think it's just best for all parties if he moves on. You know, we're never going to recoup the seven million, but we can save ourselves a million quid on wages if we get him out the door just now. And um, you know, as I say, he doesn't fit the system. There's, you know, you're, you're talking about four guys ahead of him. You know, when you when you think of the centre backs that we've got at our disposal, he doesn't actually come into your thinking that much. You think of Welsh his fourth choice and then there's Julian you know um, so I best for everyone that he moves on and you know I, he was a favourite of mine in the sort of nine months that he played um, I thought he was a brilliant player I thought he was our best centre half as Lawrence touched on scored loads of goals loads of important goals you know the two memorable ones you know Lazio and the, the League Cup final so he goes with my best wishes anyway and hopefully can get his that you know the last few years of his career uh, back on track yeah, absolutely. Um, just to, to pick up on Frank's comments in here, Julian is in loan. I'm just going by Lekeep today in page five. It made quite a big deal out the transfer to Montpellier. They're even saying that if he does get the green light this week, it might feature uh, for them at the weekend. But it did kind of make the suggestion that there be absolutely no transfer fee payable. So he might just end up going there, I think, on a permanent deal. I read that in, in two separate French outlets today. I don't know what the deal is actually going to look like, um, but I think either way, it would just be good to get the wages um, off the list. I don't think getting asked here if Celtic actually triggered the option. I think the option uh, with Chris Julian was actually going to get triggered when he got that move. So it just depends at this point in time. Um, it may be the case that the clubs just aren't willing to take him and Celtic want him shifted out the door. And I imagine, you know, Lawrence, you said about 19 grand, he might be an upwards of that, you know, it's 7 million quid coming in the door. So um, I think it's just important that he moves on. For the, for the benefit of himself, right? again at 29, you know, he want to play football. It's not going to happen for him at Celtic at this point in time. It's unfortunate circumstances that that's happened to him with, and um, it gives us some extra money to hopefully play with. Another one, uh, Lawrence, and I'll come to you on this, is Albin Ayeti, who again this update this morning said that once Haksibanovic joined this week, Celtic will turn their attention to shipping Albin Ayeti out the door. Um, and they are prioritising an exit for Albin Ayeti to leave the club. Um, 
he's basically working out at 550 grand a goal that he's scored, which I don't think is great value for money, but again, at 5 million quid that we paid for him, we're just going to need to, you know, cut our losses here and let him go probably, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, he obviously made his name at Bow, didn't really do anything at West Ham. Yeah. Well, dubious transfer policy that time came in fairly late, didn't he? And... Yeah, it's not work for him. I don't think he's the type of striker that would suit Andrew's system. Albeit, you know, last season, done well away against Betis. He's not going to displace Kyogo or Yakimakis. You know, it's a lot of money to pay out on a third-choice striker, especially one that doesn't really fit the system. You know, even with a Yeti going and Hasabunovic coming in, I'd maybe, I'd maybe still like another striker in. You know, just uh, kind of belts and bases. Because at times last year, we had both Kyogo and Yakimakis injured. Yeah. Maybe yet you out, maybe look at another striker. I don't think, you know, what we're done yet. There's, you know, what is it, eight days left? So I don't think we're done. Uh, Asif Donovic comes in, we've been linked with a couple of players. But yeah, I'd like to see another striker come in as well. Yeah. It's, it's one that I think Ange might not be too fussed about Patrick because I think he's got complete trust in, in Jacko and Kyogo. We know that bad. I can't play through the middle. You spoke earlier about Maeda even being used as a number nine um, at a point last season, although I don't think he was best suited to that position. Um, if we do get Haksabanovic in, it looks as though our uh, link was the the boy from Hadjik Split, uh, Yanni... Antisov, is that how you say his name? Um, from Hadjik Spurman, I've been paying attention to their to their games. Um, what, what would you make of that? Do you think that's a position that Celtic really do need a player in? I know a lot of people spoken about getting a tough, kind of tough ball playing number six in. Um, I don't know. I think he's, what, is he 22 or something? And he's he, you know, he's, I don't think he's actually in the Hadjik split first team. Um, so it's a really interesting one. Uh, you know, I think... He, at some point or another, we've all felt like we need a sort of Wanyama type player in there. You know, there's even talk of Wanyama himself coming back. Um, I'm not sure how a player like that fits into Angie's system. Um, you know, certainly in uh, European games and you know bigger games against better opponents, I think you could definitely do with a player like that. But week to week, I'm not sure a player like that is much use. Um, especially when you've already got guys... You, I mean, you've got so many guys in that position. You know, you've got James McCarthy... Um, uh, you've got Adeguchi and Callum McGregor sort of plays that role most weeks. You know he, he's not the, the physical sort of defensive type, but he plays in that position. Um, and obviously you've got a bunch of youngsters. You know we've mentioned Scott Robertson in the past. So and then Aaron Moy came in. He can play anywhere in the midfield. So I think it's certainly one for the future. Um, you know if there's a good player available for the right price, then definitely sign him. You know that's just how the model works, but. I'm not sure we need a 22-year-old uh, Hadrick's black bench warmer, um, but, you know, I could be proven wrong. You never know. Yeah, Atanasov's only played, I think, one time, uh, once for, for North Macedonia too, so even though, you know, he was, he came out as this, you know, North Macedonian international, he only played once for the the, 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 the national team, obviously, they're very successful. Uh, Euros last season, um, but, but want to keep your eye on, you know, uh, again, I think, that there's within the press certainly that there isn't 
a, a lot of intel knowledge in what, what sales that are doing until deals have progressed, you know, further down the line or, or they're getting any information off other clubs. Everything seems to be very much contained contained within the, the, the building. Lawrence, do you think, I know you've said there about a, a striker, I only expect after uh, Aksibanovic comes in that, that Celtic will likely only sign one or if not any players. What would be your priority position if there is going to be a second signing coming in? I think we're probably in a lot better situation, we're definitely in a lot better position than we were last season. You know, we, we really needed bodies in the door. We've got competition for places now, but and I think we've got the luxury where we can pick and choose, like as Patrick alluded to. If there's a decent player there that's come available that will add something to the squad, we'll bring him in. And I don't think too much, it matters too much in the position just now. It's about adding to the squad and the team and just built a really cracking squad. But, you know, if you're to get somebody that's, yeah, you know, a steal for that defensive midfield position, you need to look at it and go, well, actually, you know, let's bring him in because financially it makes sense. He adds to the squad. He's a young player. We can develop him. Uh, one player, Patrick touched on Scott Robertson. What, what are we going to do with him? You know, he had two successful loan periods. It doesn't seem near the match day squad. Is it time, you know, to maybe move him on and say, well, look, we've got to be fair to him. He's been out on loan twice. He's not getting near that at midfield position. Should we sell him and reinvest the money? You know, let him yeah. develop his career. I like him as a player. It just doesn't seem to be near this one now. Yeah, he's not even featured in the back of a match day programme, so he's definitely completely out of the picture. So again, for him, as we spoke earlier about Julian, um, and even a Yeti too, for their own good, they need to move on and get out the door. And it will free up uh, money, Patrick. In terms of, back to what we are talking about earlier, with succession planning, is that something that Celtic should be thinking about this summer, even? Because, you know, come January, after the World Cup, Champions League uh, group stages if mental money is offered for players would Celtic then be daft at that point to turn it down and maybe look towards you know reinvesting at the squad maybe hopefully we would really hope getting into either a Champions League which might be a bit of a long stretch or, or most definitely Europa League and that's why it's important that, that the planning's set at this point in time now where that if any player is to, to leave the club, you do have that back up there and you're not in a position that Lawrence spoke about where you're absolutely desperate to get bodies in and you're just getting players in for the sake of it. Yeah, I think, you know, the position we're in just now, you know, it's just... I think Ange actually spoke about this. It was... Um, he was talking to Sky. I think it was the day of John Hughes' funeral. Um, he, he says, you know, the club are always in the market. Um, they're never, you know, that's it, we're done. If there's a good player becomes available for the right price we're going to sign him. And I think that's what this uh, Hadjik Split Boy is all about. You know, it's not something that we need as a squad. It's for a case of, you know, we think this player's quite promising. And for this price, we're willing to, you know, take a risk, take a gamble. Um, and I think that's what these signings are about because there's not any particular part of the squad where you think, oh, well, we need work. But at the same time, you know, if an asset becomes available for a, a price lower than what you value them at, you, you sign them. Um and um, I've forgotten what I was saying there. Uh, who were we talking about? You were talking Scott about Roberts. assets. You were aye, talking about assets there. And, and then in January, if a team comes in with silly money, I think you just have to sell. You know, if someone comes in with 25 million for Maeda, I think you just have to sell and just, you know, bite the bullet and try your best to replace him because, you know, money like that, you know, I don't think that will happen, to be fair. Um, but 
you know, if money like that comes in, you can't really turn it down. Because I think what our biggest ever turnover was 105 million or something under Brendan Rodgers. So if someone comes in with 25 percent of that for one player, just got to take it. Yeah, it's an interesting one to think about because, you know, everything about progression with, with Celtic, you know, and the failures of 10 in a row imploding on us and whatever, was because Lawrence were geared towards domestic dominance and success. Now you get into the Champions League, you've had that guaranteed pot of money, we've went out and have spent a bit of it. Um, you know, when did Celtic ever sign two players in one window for six million a piece each? Not very often, but we've seen that. but to progress and continue to do better and not enter these cycles where you know, you're know you out of the Champions League for five years. You need to have plans in place that you can move forward and that's the point that I think Celtic are back at just now, that we need to learn from the mistakes of the past and continue to move on. And if you say you know, a, a player comes up that you think you know could be potential for a year's time or whatever and you're getting them at a good price, now might be the time to get it because we know the market will change in the next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Listen, if for something that's value for money, grab it. You know, if it's if it's improving our squad. But the, go back to kind of ten row season. That's when we we changed our transfer approach. Then we didn't sell players when we promised them we'd sell them. We ended up with unhappy players. Players we lost money on was at fourteen million in in charm. You know, so that's the time we we changed it. I think we need to face where we are. You know, we've got a model that means we're a selling club. Yeah, and that's the promise to a lot of players come here put yourself in the shop window get a big move you've got a cham- chance of Champions League football you'll win trophies you know we're right next door to, the, to, to England you know, a lot of players have ambitions to play there and, and get the crazy wages so yeah what's changed this season is we bought players early didn't we you know we didn't wait to, to the last minute to get players in so yeah, Michael Nicholson and, and Ange and Tosh used to be identifying players and doing deals quickly before the press really get get a sniff of it. So, yeah, if this young boy had your split, if Ange thinks he's going to add something to the squad and it's good value, I've no doubt that, that Michael will back him in that. Especially, you know, Julian's out the door, that saves some money. If we can move on to Yeti. There's a few other French players, I think Scott, Scott Robertson, I like him as a player, but it just doesn't seem to be in Angie's plans. These are guys that, you know, could free up you know, a few million for us to reinvest. Yeah. And if we, if we can uncover someone, you know, what was it, did we pay 900,000 for Winyama? You know, if we can spend something like that again and, and turn it at 12 million a few seasons, ideal. Yeah, absolutely. Um it's just about getting the right fit and again you know that Ange Postecoglou is sporting about this we're not saying bring players in for the sake of it he's sporting about getting the right players in the right mentality of players and that's what we want to do Patty I've got to come to you in this comment from JR who had asked why did does Ange get backed but he believes that Ronnie Dyer and Brendan Rodgers or Neil Lennon didn't um, communicate with the board problem do you think this is a, a new era that we're possibly seeing at, at Celtic when we're starting to do things like grown ups in terms of You've got a manager that pretty much has full control, I would say, at this point in time, which I think has proved to be beneficial for Celtic in the past 20 or so years. If you think about Martin O'Neill, Brendan in that first season, when a manager's got full control, it seems to work. You've also got a supportive CEO in Michael Nicholson that seems to have a very good relationship with the manager. And you've brought Mark Lowell in. Um, do you think that what Celtic have eventually learned from the mistakes of the past? 
Um, well, I'm not sure how true that is, really, that comment, because I think Rogers and Lennon were backed, uh, in my opinion, anyway. And, you know, this is the first time, you know, in years that we've actually had an expense, because last, last year, you know, I think we sold 10 and brought in 12, and we actually made money, because, you know, I think Edward went for something like 17, Ayer went for 13, uh, we get two and a half for Christie, and then, you know, there's a few smaller fees in there, but, you know, that's £30 million. Pound. And then you get, you know, you get gate money, you get Europa League money. You know, we made a, we made a profit. We broke our uh, transfer record under Rodgers. You know, we signed guys like Sinclair for three million um, from Aston Villa. Um, yeah, I think in Cham was something like four and a half from Man City. Um, obviously, you've got Edward. Um, so, I think we spent money there under Rodgers. Obviously, with Lennon, seven Julian, five Ayeti, five Barkas. Just because they weren't that successful doesn't mean he wasn't backed, you know. I think we all agreed at the time, you know, October 2020, when the window shut and we brought Laxalt and all that and You know, I think we paid £2 million for Duffy for a one-year loan, so we definitely spent the money. It just didn't really work out. Um, Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. You know, what is it, a 20 million net spend this summer? So we've spent a lot more, but we know that with the Champions League money, we can afford to do that. And, um, you know, the last time we qualified for the Champions League, we didn't have much of a, a, a domestic challenge. We do now, it, you know, every year's a title race. So in order to maintain that Champions League money, we need to spend, you know, uh, speculate to accumulate that sort of thing. Um, you need to make sure that you're finishing first in the league to get that guaranteed 30 million quid. Um, so he has been backed, but I think the last two managers have been backed as well, to be fair. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Certainly, you know, towards the the, the the tail end of that nineteen twenty transfer window, um that you know, we did bring in a lot of players and we spent a lot of money. Um and you know, as Lawrence Rightly you said, we changed tack on it and it never worked. So, you know, it, it's nice that we've had that um we've been able to take our take our time, get our uh, the players that we've identified as targets in quickly. And we've been able to kind of sit back and it's almost felt weird that we've not had these European qualifiers to worry about because you were straight bang in. Um, and, and we might still yet sign someone else over. Sierra Taksibanovic, obviously, is not in confirmed. I've not seen him with the jersey, etc. But it does look as if it's going to go. Um, just to update you here from Mark Kendry on Football Scotland. Been looking at my phone just in case there's any movement with Julian. He said that there is a few bites for a Yeti but nothing concrete yet. So there is definitely interest in him, which is positive um, in terms of freeing up wages. Um, 
just to kind of look towards Tannadice on Sunday, Lawrence will be faced in the United as they are in a bit of a rut. You could say results have not been going well for for Jack Ross um, at this point in time. Do you think we're facing them at a good time? Or would you expect a tough old game as you usually do? And do you think maybe playing a team that's not expected to win the game, it might uh, it might benefit Dundee United and they can just really go for it and raise their game to, to play the champions? Listen, they, they need a result. You know, I think another loss or two, Jack Ross might be heading for the door. It's, it's early doors. It depends on how much these players are bought in from them, but I, I think they'll be fighting for it. I think they're probably more dangerous at, at, at this point when they're desperate for a result than, you know, if it was just normal because they're not really expected to take anything from us, you know, and a lot of the players might just accept that. But now the slider on, they really need the result now. And uh, do you think they'll get it? No. And, you know, I feel expected to go up there and win with two or three. But, uh, yeah, I expect them to have a go and make a fight of it. But, Time will tell. It's it's been a bit of a weird one for United. You know, initially a good result in Europe, then absolutely hammered. You know, and they've just had bad results since. So, yeah, uh, it's about three points now. You know, it's early doors. You know, there's 34 games left, but two points clear. We just need to keep kind of beat Ross County first. Yeah, I suppose is the main one, isn't it? Yeah. And then look to Tannadice, but. And Ross County is going to be a difficult game. You're going to watch the Cup, aren't you? That's it. Yeah. Does it make a difference to us the way Angie's got us playing, whether United are on a good run or a bad run? Probably not. You know, someone's that much more superior to them. Uh, it's about getting the three points, avoiding injury. Uh, you know, and I don't feel we've got a first gear yet. I'd maybe like them to give us a bit of challenge of the game too to kind of kick-start the team a bit before the Champions League? Yeah, no, I think that's a fair enough uh, yeah, we, we are looking at it. I mean, I, I think Patrick and Sunday both of us were at the game. You, you could tell that, that Celtic really weren't out of first gear. I think at times until we got that goal, it was a bit sticky. The game never really got going. Hearts did well in just breaking up play. They didn't want Celtic to play at all. It's how they end up finishing the game by, with nine men in the park duty constant fouls which, which Robbie Nielsen thinks that fouls now translate into yellow cards of course and whatnot. Um so yeah I think as Lawrence says there you know whatever whether Dundee United were coming on us off the back of putting the out the, the the conference league qualifying and uh, you know beating hearts or whatever I don't think it would make much difference here they would still go there play their game that's the focus but I think this week is going to be well it's actually six days is going to be really really interesting and going to Tannadice, up to Dingwall in the League Cup, then at home to, to Rangers in the, the Derby game. And I think that will be the first kind of marker as to where Celtic's at this season. And then, of course, you play your first Champions League game after that. Yeah, it's an incredible run of games. You know, I think this is this will be our last midweek off um, until, well, until the, the international break. But while domestic football's going on, it's probably until February, February or March. Um, you know, this the schedule's that hectic. Um, you know, we've got really big test after after big test, you know. I expect us to win the derby, you know, we'll talk about that next Tuesday, to be fair. Um I expect us to win it. Uh, but you know, it will be a tough game and then, you know, the, the following Tuesday or Wednesday, you don't know if you're gonna be home or away. You don't know if you're gonna be playing, you know, 
you could be playing Sporting Lisbon or Real Madrid, you know, two, you know, it's going to be a tough game either way, but what, how tough it is, we don't know yet. Um, the expectation can be very different, but it's going to be, I think the, the Champions League takes us right up to the World Cup, I believe, and then a few Champions League's finished, you know, we're off for a month, so it's going to be a hectic eight, nine weeks, um, and it will it'll probably define our season, but you know, looking forward to it because we've not had a season like this in five years. Um, big game after big game, so it'll be a good test, but it'll be an interesting one. Yeah, it will be a good test, and it will definitely be an interesting one. Lawrence, do you think there'll be any kind of shake up going on at the, the, the game at, at Tanadice? And just been, you know, fairly um, reliable with his team selection so far. Going into it, I think maybe the only one you might see coming at the start might be Rio Hitati for me. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, Joe Hart's going to start. I think your back four picks itself. Callum starts. The two midfield positions. I think, you know, Hatati. Yeah, Hatati will come in. Yeah. And probably, yeah, O'Reilly. Yeah. And up front, probably Yota, Maeda, Kyogo again. But, you know, five out of that front six, I expect to get changed. That's a proper squad view, the way Ange plays it. So you expect to see Yakamakis. We expect Havada to see Havada the point. Game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and who, who knows if Haka is fit? Well, if he's signed and fit, they might even get a glimpse of him. Yeah, but interesting one, as I say, he was playing a wee bit for, for Jude Gardens towards the end of last season after the Russian clubs were sanctioned and had to send players out in loan, but I think he probably will be a wee while before he gets up to, to speed. But much like Aaron Moy... Lawrence, you might see him just kind of bedded in slowly. Who again I thought played really well when he came on at the weekend. I think as every passing game goes by, Patty, he's, he's looking a wee bit sharper, Aaron Moy, and I'm looking forward to possibly seeing him maybe starting Dingwall next Wednesday if they're going to rotate the team just a wee bit. Um, but do you expect, much like myself and Lawrence, hardly any, if, if any changes to Angie's team going up to, to Tanadice on Sunday? We know how Bill Turnbull played up there, for instance, last year. Yeah, um, you could see a change to the midfield. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it actually drops O'Reilly for Hattati, you know, because Turnbull's only just sort of come into the team. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, I agree with Lawrence. Goalkeeper back four, stay the same. You could see Yakimakis, but I don't really see why. It's just, you know, one of those ones you don't really know. The two players just as good as each other, really, uh, bring totally different things. Could see Yakimakis up at Dingwall. Um you know, might want to save Kyogo for the, the derby next next Saturday. But um, I the midfield three, I think, might change. Um, but apart from that, I think the rest of the team will largely stay the same. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. It'll be interesting to see what happens with transfer incomings, outgoings this week. We hope that we do see Sia Taksibanovic and Green and White Hoops at some point this week. It looks as if the deal's all but done. Chris Julian might be off-ski by the time... We're on next week, gentlemen. We might have actually seen him featured for his new club in France for Montpellier at the weekend. Um, and you never know, Albin Ayeti also might be for the off-scape. Thank you to everyone, as always, for joining us in the comments. Your chat's always very good. Um, it's another big week for Celtic. I'm sure we'll be here every step of the way and the build-up to the draw and after the draw. Um, we'll be keeping you up to date before the game at Tannadice on Sunday and we'll be looking forward to those Champions League clashes um, which are coming up. So, once again, thank you for watching. Please do like.
the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Patrick Lawrence, thank you for joining me on the Tuesday Bulletin. and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. Not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.